1: Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes, with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. The Philippine Department of National Defense has unilaterally scrapped an agreement that has stood between security forces and the University of the Philippines for three decades. After 30 years, Defense Secretary Delfin Dorenzana says the government will terminate the upd DND Accord.
0: updated now, obsolete. It has served its purpose, so it's time to terminate it.
1: What does this mean for the police and the military, the University of the Philippines, and what does it mean for everybody else? Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robby Alampay, Puma Podcast. In this episode of Teka Teka, we take a step back to review, understand, appreciate the UPD and the Accord, and to see what its abrogation might mean, not just for the academic community of the State University, but for academic freedom, and all filipinos for starters the upd and the accord is based on a 1981 agreement between what was then known as the ministry of defense and student activists before there was a upd and the accord there was the soto enrile agreement Enrile here refers to former senator and then Minister of Defense Juan Ponce Enrile and Sonia Soto, a leader of the League of Filipino Students. Attorney Ted Te, human rights lawyer, law professor, and host of the podcast Ted Talks, tells us more.
0: The Soto-Enrile Accord is a product of a result of negotiations that came about because of a series of arrests sometime in 1981. As a result of a demonstration no? uh, during that time, At during that time the negotiation, uh, it was agreed that magkaroon ng in effect moratorium, no? na of arrests uh, inside UP.
1: Now, some important context: 1981. This was the tail end of the martial law years in the Philippines. <laughs> Student leaders Sonia Soto, JV Bautista, and Mani Seneta were calling for police-free campuses along with their calls for the restoration of human rights. Then, Defense Minister Juan Ponce Enrile responded to the student activists in writing. In a letter in October 29, 1981, Enrile told student groups that the police would not enter any campus and that the military will not interfere in peaceful student protest actions.
0: Later on, that would be formalized in the 1989 document that was signed by then-UP President uh, Abueba, which formalized the notice requirement. The understanding really is that hindi siya bawal na pumasok. Ang bawal na pumasok yung walang paalam at pahintulot galing sa university. Yung connection to UP is the 1989 that was the arrest in the Philippine Collegian office, Donato Continente, kaya nagkaroon ng pirmahan involving UP. Pero ang context talaga nung agreement is really the arrest nung 1982.
1: Donato Continente was a staff of the Philippine Collegian. Continente was among the accused in the fatal shooting of US Colonel James Rowe of the Joint US Military Advisory Group. Continente's arrest inside the UP campus led to the UPD accord
0: we must remember that the Accord basically just institutes again a system of notice no? a process of informing uh, authorities uh, within the campus within the university of any intent of police or military at the time to enter the campus in order to carry out for example arrests and the main premise behind that was really to ensure academic freedom uh, and also because part of a, a, academic freedom and the exercise of liberties is, of course, student protests. You no, know? and so what President Abueva uh, at the time wanted to to ensure was that you know freedom of expression, exercise of civil rights, and political rights inside inside campus by students, you no, know, uh, which is part and parcel of the many freedoms that the University of the Philippines would guarantee, you no, know, is really guaranteed. And of course, the the entry of the entry of police or military without you know without any announcement would really stifle the exercise of those freedoms Hindi nasabi ng accord na hindi pwedeng ipatupad yung batas malinaw yun dun sa last portion ng accord that nothing will prevent the enforcement of the law
1: today members of the up community students teachers alumni are protesting the unilateral abrogation of the upd and the accord UP president Danilo Concepcion joined the groups. He said the university will continue to fight for academic freedom. He says the scrapping of the accord will have a chilling effect not just on the University of the Philippines but on academic freedom and free expression in general.
0: Kung ang UP ay ng academic freedom sa anumang pamamaraan, ang UP ay mawawalan ng at kabuluhan kaya tayo ngayon ay magubok, lutbookload, at
1: makakapit basic upang patuloy nating igiit at paglaban ang academic freedom. Abuhay ang mga scholar ng bayan. Does the accord make UP special? We asked Ted.
0: Well. N- not by itself, no. In, in the sense that this particular treatment in relation to a university that has uh, academic freedom guaranteed by the Constitution and by the laws really should be mainstream for all universities. Because if the students within campus are afraid, are intimidated no, to express a differing view, a dissenting view, or to explore any other theories or any other frameworks, even within an academic setting, because they fear that, you know, huliin sila pag sinabi nila to, sila pag nagprotesta sila, then, you know, academic freedom is not, is not ensured. Academic freedom is, in, in, in fact, undermined.
1: Let's take UP out of the picture. If the police or the military were to try to undertake any operation in any other university, what would their protocols and rights be? Ateneo, UST, UAE, DLSU, any school in the university built, for that matter, any state university or college or any campus in the country. Can the police just enter their campuses without prior notice?
0: Well, in a sense, no, because those universities, for example, are privately owned. So you have laws against, for example, trespass. Police cannot just enter without, for example, a search warrant. So there's that difference. Now, for UP, maybe, and only because coincidentally, that you know, UP has no gates. It's basically an open university. So, in that sense, uh, Libre makakapasok yung, yung mga tao. No? So, maybe a guarantee, an accord like that would more effectively protect those freedoms. In a sense, especially during this pandemic, the UP campus has become the, the de facto freedom part. No? It is where people congregate to express protests or dissenting views. So, yes, it has a reach beyond UP. If the intent was to chill protest, then I think the purpose really is to hold up this abrogation of that accord and the actions taken, for example, by the military thereafter, such as putting up a military presence in the Arboretum and to tell other universities. Itong ginagawa namin sa UP.
1: So another way of looking at this is UP saying, look, we are a public university and therefore this is a public place. But you also have to recognize that part of the need for academic freedom is to accept that there are walls and, in a way, these are private premises and you should treat it as a private place in a way. And in that sense, it's not like you be saying, put us above everybody else. Rather, it is like a public entity with a lower bar of protection saying, align us with the higher bar accorded to any other private citizen.
0: Even if UP is a public school, a public university, and the property that it holds is actually public property, but UP is also holding it in a different capacity. It's holding it in a what we call a proprietary capacity, meaning it is public property that has been devoted to a non-public use. No? So in that sense, you can say UP, uh Property ng UP to, hindi mo basta-basta pwedeng panghimasukan. Effectively, what the UP is basically saying uh, is that the Constitution protects a private entity, for example, against military intervention without permission. We're simply saying, do the same to us.
1: In a letter to UP President Danilo Concepcion, Defense Secretary Delfin Lorenzana said the abrogation is necessary for authorities to fulfill their mandate of protecting the youth against the recruitment activities of the Communist Party of the Philippines. Lorenzana adds, the country's premier state university has become a safe haven for enemies of the state and that the DND is merely upholding its efforts to carry out its duty to protect the rights of the majority. This brings us to the question, can the DND unilaterally terminate its agreement with UP? The
0: question of the abrogation is basically now illegal one, no? meaning because the DND unilaterally abrogated the accord and considers it, as far as the DND is concerned, to be of no force and effect. It now becomes a legal question if, for example, DND does carry out its intention to, let's say, enter the campus, put in soldiers. And the, the legal remedy, of course, of UP would be to, well, to file suit before the courts, to assert, for example, its rights, and ask for a restraining order against those acts. The second remedy, of course, is a political or a practical one. Because the DND considers the accord to have been abrogated, one of the calls really is to legislate the accord into the UP Charter. And I think uh, many members of Congress have taken up that call that was expressed when the accord was abrogated. Uh, they filed resolutions in, in the Senate because if it becomes an, a law, an amendment to the law, then it cannot be removed just by executive action, but it has to be removed only by an act of Congress. And the third one, of course, is the more, siguro, drastic one. Of course, UP can uh, UP and UP students can basically resist. No? I'm sure there will be rallies, there will be demonstrations. Union range of options available should, for example, the DND force the situation through. Those are what I see are the options available to UP.
1: Once again, that was Attorney Ted. Listen to his podcast. Ted Talks. For now, you're listening to Teka Teka. I'm Robbie Alampay from Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura. And it was edited by Carl Sayat. Follow Teka Teka on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Maraming salamat po. Hold up!
0: What was that?